Hey, all you nostalgic ballers. Welcome to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X-Men, and This and Dorian Life. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, Lord willing, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> Season 7, Episode 21, Straight Shooter. Kendra and I have spent the last, I don't know, at this point, 40 minutes trying to make this <laughs> recording work. Because we're in different locations, using different tech. And I think I, I've, got, I've got a good feeling about this, Kendra. I think this is the one. Okay, good, good. Let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on February 26, 1997. Birthdays, February 27th, Grant Show, who plays Jake Hansen on 90210, Melrose Place, and Reynolds, Inc. turned 35. Oh. And March 3rd, Camila Cabello of Senorita and The Voice fame was born. She was fun on The Voice. Did you watch any of that season? No, I haven't watched The Voice in a long time. I haven't either, but we kind of popped in for a little bit of that season. And we didn't finish it, but I liked her on it. Nice. Movies, February 28th, Donnie Brasco with Al Pacino (laughs) and Johnny Depp. Yeah. I've heard of this one. I have too. Not seen it, though. Okay. Paul Thomas Anderson's Hard Eight with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Gwyneth Paltrow. Haven't seen it, but I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. So You love Paul Thomas Anderson, too, don't you? Like Mystic Pizza and all that? Not Mystic Pizza. Licorice Pizza and all that? I did really like Licorice Pizza. Okay. (laughs) I haven't seen Mystic Pizza. (laughs) TV, February 26th, ABC staged a major Las Vegas-themed crossover with characters from Grace Under Fire, Coach, Ellen, and The Drew Carey Show. I remember that. That was cool. It was like, you know, those those shows all aired together, and so, like, all the characters went to Vegas, and so you had them all interacting at, like, craps tables and, you know, whatever, like, shows. It was, it was cool. I like that. It's weird to me. I don't normally think of Coach as the same time <laughs> as yeah. those shows for some reason. Yeah. So that's funny. March 3rd, Beavis and Butthead spinoff Daria debuted on MTV. Oh, I remember that. I haven't seen as much Daria as I have Beavis and Butthead. I did not realize that Daria was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. You know it. I did not realize that. March 4th, the sitcom Just Shoot Me begins its seven-season run. That was a pretty good show. I had a good time with that. David E. Kelly's legal drama The Practice debuted. It would run for eight seasons before morphing into the James Spader, William Shatner offshoot, Boston Legal. I love both of those shows. They could not be more different from each other either. They're really really good. My parents watched both of those shows. Mm -hmm. I remember them watching them. Okay. Music, February 26th, the 39th annual Grammy Awards hosted by Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. Uh, Of course. That's an odd choice, but all right. 90210 alum Babyface is the big winner <laughs> with three wins for writing and producing, plus several more nominations. Celine Dion's Falling Into You wins Album of the Year. 
Eric Clapton's Change the World won record and song of the year. And Leanne Rhymes won for Best New Artist. Okay. What's she doing these days, Leanne Rhymes? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Still making music, I assume. She, I, I assume, too. I don't she know. She probably has a show on TLC. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I think it's safe probably. to assume that. March 4th, Guster released their second independent album, Goldfly. Did we talk about my experience at the Guster concert? Have we discussed this here? I don't think so. Well, I went to one recently knowing very little about Guster, and I, I'm a convert. It was a great show. The music was good. I've been listening to it ever since. I had a really good time. Well, that's a good plug. Go listen yeah. to Guster. Do it. Video games. February 28th, a video game adaptation of the movie Independence Day was released on PS1 and Sega Saturn. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, that is not the worst sequel to Independence Day that there is. That would be that, <laughs> that movie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't see it. And Mega Man 8 also came out for the PS1 and Saturn. I miss the Sega Saturn. I never did anything with a Sega and a CD, and I still regret it to this day. <laughs> it's not too late, maybe? It's kind really, of too late. I've, I've gone to the Retro Game Con uh, in Syracuse, New York, a couple of times. And both times I was like, I just want a Dreamcast, and they're just so hard to get. I want one. Mm. I want to play me some <laughs> Echo the Dolphin. I just yeah. want to, I don't know why it's so hard. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. In the year 2022, Kathleen Robertson appeared on as Olive Mace in the Roku original series, Swimming with Sharks. A young female assistant finds herself at the center of a studio filled with manipulation, schemers, and intrigue. Little do they know, she's poised to outwit them all. Oh, so not real sharks. Not real sharks. No, sharks in the sort of like 90s, like everybody's wearing a business suit kind of sense. Yeah, like yeah. Shark Tank. Yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Synopsis for Straight Shooter. Steve, Brandon, and Dick are gearing up for a three-man basketball tournament, but they hit a snag when Brandon calls them out for smoking pot. Meanwhile, Donna is forced to finally choose between Chuck... Not Chuck. Cliff. Cliff. (laughs) He seems like a Chuck, doesn't he? (laughs) Whatever. That guy. Square jaw. Between Cliff and David, while Kelly and Claire pretend to be Ukrainian folk dancers for some unknown reason. Finally, <laughs> Valerie is being profiled for a prominent magazine, but things take a tragic turn at the Peach Pit after dark. That's right. They sure do. Uh, sure do. <laughs> you know, Kendra, this is maybe the first time we've recorded without being able to see each other, and it is really <laughs> throwing me off. It's, yeah. It's... <laughs> I, just, I just have to own it. Okay. <laughs> All right, who is living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode is directed by Chip Chalmers and written by Larry Mullen. Returning players include Michael Durrell as John Martin, Catherine Cannon as Hot Mess Felice Martin, Julie Nathanson as Ellen Fogarty. So the last time she was here, remember we were like, who is that? Is she the athlete from the episode forever ago? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm confused. Well, uh, we had a listener on Facebook clarify this. So Ellen Fogarty is seen as Dick's girlfriend, both in the last episode and this. She was in the jock episode, but she was not the jock. The jock's character's name was Danny. Ellen was the one being like, we don't want her kind in our sorority. Uh... You with me? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we've got a few more appearances of Ellen, uh, but she's back now, and now we've clarified it. So thanks again to our listeners. I'll never make fun of Facebook again. They keep, <laughs> uh, they keep us honest, and I appreciate yes. it. Okay, final appearance of Greg Vaughn as Cliff, not Chuck, but Cliff Yeager, uh, though we will see the actor as a different character in the CW reboot. So gone, gone but not forgotten. Final appearance, probably goes without saying, of Dan Gaudier as Dick Harrison. We have some one-offs here. John Michael Burke as Roger. He's best known for the role of Greg Nichols in the show Hollywood Safari. Richard Rucolo as Dean. That was kind of a fun little cameo. Uh, he was <laughs> one of the guys, not Ryan Reynolds, but the other guy. I bet, he, I bet he gets that a lot. The other guy in Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. Did you ever watch that show? I did not. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And Tiffany Thiessen eventually like joins the show and plays his love interest on that show. So kind of cool that he was here on 90210 as well oh finally we have suzanne turner as Gigi crane she appeared in shows like news radio and party down but probably best known for her voice work in the 90s star trek video game hidden evil wouldn't oh sure say? yeah wouldn't I you would. say that's like a yeah, claim that's to what fame. i know her from okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our cast for this week okay let's get into it okay we start on the basketball court. Steve, Brandon, and Dick are playing a game of basketball. They're going to be entering a three-man tournament. Apparently, Brandon and Steve have been wanting to enter this tournament, but they've been waiting for the right person to join yeah, their team. I guess and they so. have found that in Dick Harrison. In Dick Harrison. So Tracy is watching them practice. So Brandon goes over to talk to Tracy, and Steve and Dick go outside. And then all of a sudden, they smell you know, pot Yeah. and they come back in and, you know, they're like, oh, ha, 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 just, you know, <laughs> lit so up funny. outside for a second. So funny. Yep. And Brandon is not into it at all. He pretty much immediately no. calls them out and is like, I'm not going to play with you if you're high. No. Like, I'm not into it. It's not cool. It's a, it's a very classic drugs aren't cool, man. Kind of. Speech. Yeah. Yep. Classic Brandon playing the yeah. narc. Yeah, and, except for that time when Emily Valentine got him all coked up at a nightclub. Yeah, but now he's yeah. very, very anti-drug. Well, even narcs have bad days. That's true. That's a good point, Kendra. <laughs> so they promise, you know, they're not going to do that again. It was just a one-time thing. And sure. after Dick leaves, Brandon says to Steve, like, what are you, like, what's wrong with you? What are you yeah. thinking? Yeah. And Which I think is what we're all thinking. Like, right. this is so random. And Steve yeah. is such an idiot yeah to like be like oh i don't know drugs i've never yeah. had me or my friends have never had an issue with I know. drugs i know so dumb it is after the intro we go to kelly donna claire's where kelly is packing up to go to palm desert for the weekend with claire to a hotel and spa for a girl's weekend just the two of them right because they're such good friends yeah they're really good friends close kelly mentions that february hasn't always been a good month for her the previous february she was in rehab the february before that she was in a cult so <laughs> she's trying to yeah. break the february curse yeah yep donna makes a comment that you know you're going to be in a new town nobody's going to know you you can be whoever you want to be yeah like in a ukrainian folk dancer if they want yeah if, if they wanted yeah Donna says that she is going to meet up with David. So I guess they're like fully broken up, 
but she, yes. but they yes. just want to like talk it out and just why it happened. Air. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Donna calls Claire C again. So I guess this is her new thing. It's new. Yeah. It's happening. She just refers to Claire as C. She's making it happen. Yep. And Claire is on the phone with Steve, who's at the Walsh house, and they're being very like, you hang up. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. They're being very like goofy mm-hmm. on the phone. Yeah. Which was out of character. I thought I didn't quite understand why we did that, but I don't know. I don't know if we're trying to show that. Steve is like goofy because he's been doing drugs or yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. So at the Walsh house, Brandon and Valerie are laughing about the fact that, you know, who would have thought out of all of them, Steve would have the longest relationship, but he and Claire still going strong. It's a good point. It's a good point. Valerie gets a phone call from Gigi Crane at Lala Magazine. Yes. And apparently they want to put her in an article of the 50 coolest people in L.A. you've never heard of. So good for Valerie. 50's a lot. I mean, that would be a big article, but okay. It is a lot. It is a lot. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Donna and David meet up for their talk. And it's, it's a little awkward. David says, you know, everything in his life is going so well, but except for h- him and Donna, it's like mm-hmm. the only thing that's not working mm-hmm. out. And yes. they're kind of like, you know, what happened to us? And Donna points out, well, you know, you seemed fine with everything until, Cl- you know, Chloe left and now Chloe's mm-hmm. gone. Right. And right. now you're suddenly like, oh, I miss Donna. Mm-hmm. And she pushes him on, you know, the fact that nothing happened because that's what he keeps saying. And finally, he kind of admits, like, she made a pass at me, but I said no because I wanted to get back together with you. Yeah. So I guess at that point, finally, at least he said it, you know, like at least he said it. And then I don't know. I just I hate wishy-washy Donna in this because it's it's like, I don't know, it's it's too much like a romance novel where she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, but who do I choose? Yeah. There's nothing yeah. I can do. I'm just stuck like this. Yeah. Yeah. Very I, annoying. I, I did. I mean, I felt like it was kind of a new thing for Donna at least because she's always been so like, I'm pure unless I'm being hilarious, you know, and here she's kind of like, <laughs> you know, dating two guys and like interested in both. And it was at least a different character development. So is it annoying as it was, I was kind of like, all right, yeah, but at the same time, I still felt like it was like she was kind of waiting for someone to make the decision for her. True. Which is a classic Donna thing. Like, she and can't which, make her own decisions. Which will happen. It will happen. Yeah. So. David is saying, you know, do you care about Cliff more than me? And she says, no, I just feel really safe with him. And David says, you know, I wasn't there when you were a hostage, but I've been there other times. <laughs> so many other that times. Is, yeah, That is a big one to miss, but yeah. So Donna says, let me straighten things out with Cliff before you and I go any further with this conversation. And David says, well, I hope you don't plan on juggling the two of us. <laughs> Which at this point, who knows what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. At the Peach Pit, Valerie brings Gigi around and she meets Nat and she and Valerie are having this interview and Gigi really likes Valerie and says she wants to hang out with her tonight, kind of see how the peach pit runs and all of that stuff. And Valerie's having a good time. She's Mm -hmm. excited. Let's do it. At the basketball tournament, 
the tournament begins and the the boys are playing well. I'm not quite sure why each basket was only worth one point. Normally in basketball, they're worth two points. I hope you're right? not looking for me to help you. Yeah, I mean, yes, that is true. <laughs> I can confirm that. I don't know if I don't know what these tournament rules are, though. And I feel like later they said like something about two points or something, and I was like, "But you're not scoring it correctly." Anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't really matter. They play well and they win their round. They have a good day of basketballing. Claire and Kelly make it to their hotel, and they are immediately sized up by these two guys who are sitting in the lobby and the guys are like trying to find a way that they can like i don't know break the ice talking to them Mm -hmm. and so they come up to them and ask are you with the ukrainian folk dance troupe that is supposed to be performing at the hotel and claire seamlessly goes into well it's not the best accent but it is an accent when you um, compare it to Brenda's French accent, it's the greatest <laughs> accent work ever done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, she pretends, yes, they are uh, in this dance troupe. And yeah, so the guys try to, you know, say, oh, why don't you come hang out with us? But they kind of brush them off. Yeah, I still don't. I mean, they're just being whimsical. They're just being fun. I don't understand why. They're so whimsical. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was silly shenanigans <laughs> Donna goes to meet Cliff at the marina where he is living in his friend's boat I guess <laughs> sure she's sure. like yeah I live in my friend's boat when he's away and she tries to break it off with Cliff but he is not really taking no for an answer he's like no. you know can you deny that there's a spark between us and she doesn't like she can't because she doesn't know what she wants. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, no, let's be together. And she's like, okay, maybe we should be together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as they're talking, they run into Dr. Martin. Because <laughs> Donna's boat is a few boats sure. down, I guess. Sure, yeah. And she learns that Felice invited Cliff to brunch the next day. Because they're neighbors. So, they're boat neighbors. They're boat neighbors. And... You know, Cliff says, like I said, some forces can't be denied. And Donna says, oh boy, I'm in trouble. What am I to do? But it's kind of nice for Donna to have two guys fighting yeah, for her. I don't, yeah, I think it is. It's, it's just a little bit different because she's yeah. always been so like, I don't know. She, she's just always so passive and everything. And she's, she is a little bit passive in here too, but she's kind of prioritizing what she wants, which is new yeah that's true at the hotel the two guys like followed their luggage to their room so they knew what room they're in which creepy and they left them a note under their door while they were at the spa asking them if they wanted to meet up later so claire is trying to convince kelly to do it because Kelly, I don't know. She wants to get Kelly hooked up with one of these guys. I guess. It has to be pointed out here that the casting on this is weird because these are are sort of like that like 90s preppy guy that people pretended were good looking, but they're like not super hot guys. Do you know what I mean? No. They're not like models. They're both named Chad. I know that for a fact. 
And they just have that very just like, oh, hi, uh, my pants are pleated kind of. I, I didn't get it. I feel like if these would have been these like gorgeous guys, it might have been more fun. But these are just like, I don't know, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just like regular guys. They're yeah, totally regular guys. Not someone that Claire would like leave Steve for. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so she calls them and still using her accent and says that no they can't meet up but she tells kelly like i don't think they're gonna stop like i think you need to brush up on your russian accent (laughs) and kelly does not have a good russian accent either so at the walsh house the gang is having dinner after a good day of basketball they made it to the semifinals Woo! so that's exciting as the boys are cleaning up, Tracy says if they need her, she'll be watching the tube making fun of other anchor women. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me laugh. Um, while they're doing the dishes, Dick apologizes to Brandon for toking up the other day and says, you know, I'm going to grad school in the fall. I don't want to mess up my chances of that. So, you know, don't worry about me. I'm yeah. good to go. And I'm sure he is. Claire and Kelly go to the hotel pool and are hanging out poolside, but uh, the guys find them at the pool. I don't even remember these guys' names. It's like no, Dean no, I and... Don't Dean and Roger. Dean and Roger, okay. Dean and Roger find them poolside, and the, it's like, you know, an, another awkward conversation of them pretending to be Ukrainian, and mm. we learn that these guys are on a computer design team, which... That makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. They say they developed the website for the Mission Impossible movie, Ooh. which is, like, the most visited website on the internet or something. Yeah. Did you know, Kendra, that the website for You've Got Mail is still active, and it's... it's <gasps> delightfully like 90s website you should go find uh, it it's very i funny. love stuff like that yeah star trek generations i'm pretty sure is still going too and it's a it's a real blast from the past so as they're talking kelly sees something behind them and is like we need to go but it's too late the other ukrainian dancers walk by and the guys are like oh look the rest of your troop and they're like <laughs> yes we need to go join our troop we should be in this troop that we're in but not before they convince Claire and Kelly to meet them for, I don't know, a hike the next day or something. They're going to go hiking. I guess. Ugh, what's their plan here? I don't know. At the Peach Pit after dark, the uh, the club is hopping. Yes, it I, is. it's got to be the most packed it's been in a long mm-hmm. time. I agree. Donna arrives and David wants to dance with her, but she tells him that she didn't end things with Cliff and she tells him about the whole brunch situation. And David's like, Oh no, like if your mom is involved, like that's it for me. I'm I'm dead. Those are good instincts, David. Yeah. Dick and Steve are having a great time. They're both Mm -hmm. like clearly, I don't know. Dick is on something. I don't know if Steve is, but uh, is clearly high. Steve is like, eh, it's going to be fine. And Brandon is, Brandon says he's tired of being the narc. Like, whatever. They're going to mm-hmm. do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Over at the Peach Pit side, Donna comes over to have like a little heart to heart with Nat about, you know, her feelings. But Cliff is there. And she's like, wow, you really are making things harder for me because you're just mm-hmm. everywhere I am. 
like that Michelle Branch song. <laughs> at back over at the Peach Pit after dark, Dick is gonna uh, up the ante here. Got something better than pot. Oh, great! <laughs> he uh, has some heroin. Great, yeah. I don't think we've done heroin on the show. Like and we're checking on to... all of the. Of all yeah. the drugs. Because Kelly and Colin were doing cocaine primarily, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think, well, did David do heroin? I don't remember. David don't was remember. doing meth, meth or something? He was doing meth because he was always mixing it with orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to get heroin in here, I guess. Um, and this goes against the uh, the title here, but Dick says that you don't inject it you snort it. Yeah. Well, why'd they even call it that? (laughs) What's even the point? So at first, Steve is like, you know, no, thank you. I'm not interested. But once he finds out you can snort it, he's like, okay, save me a little. (laughs) So Dick is off to the bathroom to try some heroin. Um, Gigi is very impressed with the club. And Valerie tries to get David to come over and meet Gigi, but he's trying to find Donna. The rest of the gang is wanting to leave. Like Tracy and Brandon are wanting to leave. Ellen's looking for Cliff. They can't find him. So Steve goes into the bathroom to find him and he finds him passed out on the bathroom floor. Yeah. And it's like, it really is. And it's very, it's very intense. Like Steve's trying to shake him awake and he's got like a bloody nose and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. And all the words he gets out are, I don't want to die. And Steve's like, you're not going to die. But unfortunately, yeah, he does die. Um, yeah. So they, Nat calls the police and David comes to tell, like whisper in Valerie's ear. Cause she's with these reporters about mm-hmm. what's happening. And of course, Gigi gets wind that something bad is happening. Cliff is trying to do CPR, but they can't get him to breathe. And finally, the ambulance comes and and takes him away. And Cliff is pretty much like he was dead when I got to him. Like, they're just taking him as procedure at this point. But yeah, yeah, he he's not alive anymore. Some of the responses and stuff is kind of border into that like 90s. Just say no to drugs territory. Yeah. But. I do feel like Ian Ziering is pretty good in the scene. You I know, think so like, too. It's a different intensity than he normally does. And like, I don't know. I bought it. I thought it was good. Yeah. So outside the peach pit now, Gigi is apparently like going to use all of these pictures in the article. And so that this is not looking good for Valerie. And even more bad news, Steve told the police that... Dick said he got it, the drugs from a dealer at the club. So now oh, okay. Valerie's in trouble and David's in trouble. Yep. Um, and they take them both in to uh, the police station for suspicion of distributing narcotics. And before David goes, Cliff kind of makes a jab at him about like, Donna's parents aren't going to be happy that she's hanging out in this club with drugs. Mm-hmm. Back at the hotel, Kelly and Claire are getting ready to go on their hike, which if you think about the time here, I guess they were going on a, oh no, this is the next day. This is like the next morning. So I was like a nighttime hike, but no, it's the next morning and they're getting ready to go on this hike. The guys arrive, but the phone also rings. So Claire goes to answer the phone and 
Kelly follows her in and is like, hey, let's go on this hike. But it's Donna who called to tell them about everything that happened. And listeners, if you remember, Claire and Dick dated for a bit. So they knew each other very well. So they're having this conversation and the, the guys hear that they're talking with regular accents. And they're just like, that sucks. You guys are the worst. And then they yeah, leave. They get, so they get, No, they get real mad, though. And, and Kelly's like, guys, one of our friends died. And he's like, like, I'd believe anything you have to say, you liar. And he <laughs> runs out. It's wild. It's just like a, a silly wrap up to that silly storyline. Yes. So Kelly is now talking to Donna and asks how Steve is taking it. And Donna's like, no, he's he's not doing well at all. Cut to the Walsh house where Steve is definitely not doing well. Like he is about to to do some pot and get high. But Brandon, Brandon tries to like come in the door and then Steve doesn't let him in. So he goes around through the bathroom and like catches him before he starts mm-hmm. lighting up. Again, this the acting is really good in this scene. Like he he's talking about, you know, he can't believe he's dead and it was going to be me next. Like, and he has this guilt that, you know, Dick's the one who died. Yeah. And he's like, I've got Valerie and David in trouble. I can't sleep. And Brandon is like, well, smoking pot isn't going to help anything. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this minus the pot. Sure. At the marina, Donna arrives late for brunch because she was calling people and, you know, she went to go see Ellen to see if she was okay, and which she's not okay, obviously. Of course, yeah. Felice makes a comment about, oh, I hope Valerie and David didn't have anything to do with this. Not cool. Not cool, Felice. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. When she says that, and Donna's like, what, dealing drugs? She's like, what about Nat, Mom? Do you think Nat was involved in dealing <laughs> drugs? So it's a, just a funny little moment, a biting moment. Yeah. Felice and John excuse themselves, leaving Cliff and Donna to talk. And Cliff says that he didn't sleep last night, but not because of everything that happened. It's because when he got home, there was a message on his phone about a job at a major theme park in Orlando. <laughs> Huh. He won't wonder, say which one. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. And so he's thinking about taking it, but he tells her, if there's any chance that you will be with me, I will turn down this job and not go. Yeah. It's just kind of lame that she has this out, you know, that she can sort I, of be see, like, oh, there's a reason. The yeah. It's like kind of made for her. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's another like Joe situation. Like she's right. not going to go to some podunk podunk town in the middle of Missouri or wherever he was going. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Where was he going? Wisconsin? I I wish I could remember. I feel like it was Pennsylvania, but maybe I'm making that up. And after that, she was like, I've got to go my own way, Joe. And now it's like the same thing. She's like, you go do you. I've got to do me. Yep. Anyway. So Felice kind of takes Donna aside and is like, she's a hundred percent team cliff. She's like, don't let this one get away. Yeah. He is a keeper. He's so good looking Felice. Yeah. So good looking at the police station. Valerie and David are finally getting released and their lawyer is telling them, you know, 
he doesn't think anything else is going to come of this for them, but they need to like tighten up security at the club, yeah. have a zero tolerance policy, that kind of stuff. Probably a good idea. And David says, you know, Valerie, go on without him. He's going to call Donna and try and find her. At the basketball tournament, Brandon and Steve have to forfeit. And they're super bummed about it. The ref has no, no, like, sympathy at all. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you only have two people, you're out. What can yeah. I say? <laughs> it was a weird scene. It really was. Yeah, because Steve's like, a really, I'm really glad you made me come, Brandon. <laughs> like, yeah. why? Yeah, but he means it. He's not being sarcastic. He's I know, like, I know. I yeah. Yeah, it was really strange. It was. The other guys are nice. The other, the other yeah, players but- come up and they're like, hey, man cool that you came sorry about everything but yeah that that ref is like hey look <laughs> i've got one job here and it's to make sure <laughs> each player yep. has three each team has three players <laughs> that's it i'm not paid for sympathy i'm not paid for empathy <laughs> back at brunch there it's it's going well it seems for cliff cliff makes a comment about like politeness isn't about manners it's about survival huh it was a good okay. line yeah. Does, I, it, does it mean anything, I wonder? I I don't know. Like you're you're polite in society to yeah. su- to survive. I don't know. Okay, okay. A, a kid arrives with a message for Donna. He just <laughs> yeah. like runs up to the boat. Yeah. He's like, Where's Donna? <laughs> I've got a message. You Donna. And <laughs> <laughs> wait me a quid. <laughs> Uh, and what's the message? Just I love you. Just I love Is, you. And David's okay. sitting over there in like a pure linen outfit, just like blowing <laughs> in the breeze. Yeah. So David like sent this kid over to the boat, but he's like watching it all happen yeah. from across the way. And I guess when Donna sees David, she's like, "Sorry, Cliff, I've made my choice." Yeah. I mean, or never mind. I. Never mind that he's moving to Orlando, but yeah. <laughs> this works choice. out nicely you go to orlando what a and... career trajectory on cliff by the way he's a professional yeah. fireman he quits that to go and work on an oil rig and then he gets hired to run security for all of disneyland so <laughs> well we don't know it's disneyland it's just That's a true. major theme park in the else. orlando could... area any any theme park in that area yeah so yeah she you know tells cliff go go take this job and Felice tries to get, she, she's like, Cliff, if I were you, I'd do something about this. I know, Felice. And John has uh, to be like, okay, let's calm down. Yeah, you're done. You're done now, Felice. <laughs> but yeah, Donna says, I can't go on like this. You asked me to make a choice, and I am, and I love David, and I want to be with David. And Cliff says, sometimes the only way to stop a fire is to let it burn out. So when it when it burns out between the two of you, don't be surprised if I come around again. Yeah, because he's a fireman originally. Yeah, because he's a originally. Fireman. Yeah, that was two careers ago, but yeah. And they have like a kiss goodbye. I just imagine <laughs> David standing there being like, "Huh? Yeah. Well, so is she choosing did, him then? Did What's this happening? work? What happened?" <laughs> But then she like runs. I mean, it's not a slow motion thing, but it might as well be like a slow motion run to each other as the electric guitars are just like going, going at it. 
and they just like make out on the pier. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be indelicate, but I think you could safely say that they suck face. Yeah, I think it, absolutely. I think that's what happens. And Felice is just watching, just like disgusted. Yeah. She's so unhappy. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Our last scene is at the Peach Pit after dark that evening. And when Brandon, Tracy, and Steve arrive, people are like having a vigil outside. So they've got like pictures of Dick yeah. and they've got candles and all, all against the side of the wall of the Peach Pit after dark. And someone also left. What is it? Is it a bong it's a that bong. they left there? Yeah. Okay, they left a bong there. And this makes Steve very angry. So he like throws it and breaks it. And he does this whole speech about this isn't cool. This is stupid. And, you know, I'm only alive today because Dick died first. And his last words were, I don't want to die. So remember him as a scholar and leader and athlete who had a brilliant future and remember his last words. And then they lay his basketball jersey at the vigil. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, like I said, veers a little into the corny area, but I think it works pretty well. Ian Ziering does a good job. He does. With it. Yeah. I mean, I, the line, you know, this is not cool. This is stupid. Like, I think that's, it's corny, but it's a good line and it's yeah. true. Like, yeah. at, at one point, somebody's just like, you know, what a waste. Like, w one choice in his life is just gone and yeah. all all the future he had been talking about just gone interesting episode it was they, they did that thing again where they took like the lightest plot in the world and mixed it with the heaviest plot in the world yeah and, and it was like we just brought in like we just started this whole dick steve friendship and then it's like three episodes later they killed him off and i just thought that was yeah. interesting like why'd they do that why? You know, well, I sort of feel like they had this plan and then they were like, we should use a character who's been on screen before. How about Dick Harrison? Because them being friends was kind of out of nowhere. And there's dialogue yeah. about that early on. Claire's like, why are you guys friends now? You hated each other. So I feel like just like having Ellen come and like play his girlfriend, it's like we're, we've got this like roster of characters. Let's use people we've had a little bit of time with to make it land a little bit better. So it does feel rushed, but I think it would have been a lot weirder to just have it be someone completely new, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What was your 90210 snap, Kendra? I mean, I got to give it to the, the bathroom scene. Yes. You find Dick in the bathroom. Yeah. When, the way Steve just screams, I feel like was really effective. So I agree. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to that. Verdict overall? You know, I hated the Kelly Claire stuff i just yeah. i really hated it it was so that stupid. was definitely like a season one season two kind of thing there was like no tracy so that's that was always nice. a plus always a, plus. <laughs> a break from tracy it's been it's been fun getting facebook messages from listeners who are like <laughs> tracy is the no. worst i know we hate tracy <laughs> yeah so it's not just us it's not just not us. just us yeah no. um no. so yeah while this storyline i feel was like why did we do it i don't understand that it was it was good yeah i mean not good yeah. but it was well done i guess it's I'll got say. a decent payoff i guess i always get a little i don't know like i guess maybe part of the reason they separated kelly from this whole thing was because of her past but i just feel like both david and kelly had these like really specific drug addiction storylines and then we have a character die from an od 
And it's like neither one of them really have like they're not that's not dredging up trauma for them. And I feel like that's a yeah. opportunity. Like if you're going to do it, especially because David's involved, like reference that a little bit, I think might have been helpful. Yeah. And, you know, we just had this big revelation about Valerie and we didn't in the in the previous episode, we didn't really touch on that at all here. And I feel like that's big enough that maybe she should have confided in Brandon or maybe we should have had a little bit of closure for her on that. But I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, Kendra, you can catch me every other week on The Centurion Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network, but uh, we have a special because it's Star Trek Day, celebrating 50 years of Star Trek animation. So we're going to do, instead of Ewoks or Droids, we're going to do Star Trek the Animated Series. The very first episode is a special one-off. So looking forward to that. Come listen. What about you, Kendra? What are you up to? I'm Miss Meesbox91 on Twitter, and I am the co-host of a podcast called 90s Music Got Me Like. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and that podcast exists. Okay, it, it still does. All those episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, well, uh, you can join us next time for Season 7, Episode 22, A Ripe Young Age. 902, and here we go. 